Hey guys, welcome back to the Growth Control Podcast. How are we feeling today? I'm hanging in there, Stephen. How are you? Oh, not hanging in there. Hanging in there, child. Oh, very much same. Hey, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> okay, and today, before we get into our topics, make sure you guys check out growth-control.com for our latest updates on Control the Change and Lifestyle by Amorous. And we have fun things coming for Lifestyle by Amorous in November. So stay mm-hmm. ready for that. And also be sure to check out our new series, Fashion Rundown with us. Where we'll be talking about fashion and all things like that every Tuesday. And then of course, Control the Change on Sundays. And remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. But now let's get into it. So today we're going to be talking about what, Amaris? We're going to be talking about college life, how we're feeling about college life, and just a rundown on that. I mean, I dropped out. I'm just playing. <laughs> we all dropped out <laughs> at this point. All right. Oh so how do you feel about college so far in a pandemic, in quarantine? It is so hard bringing myself to, like, put in the effort that I should be putting into. Like, I'm just so tired all the time or, like, overthinking it. It's just really hard for me to really sit. I cannot, for sure, I have not been able to do an assignment on one sitting. Like I've had to come back to assignments back and forth. They're like, yeah, it's just been really stressful and difficult for me. What about you? Right, it's definitely been the multiple breaks for me. But (laughs) I'm already ADHD like dead ass. So like, (laughs) like me trying to sit at my laptop when I have my phone and my iPad right next to me, like at this point, like I'm playing Minecraft, I'm checking Twitter, I'm watching YouTube videos, and then I'm just like going back and forth. And then I'm just like, okay, you got this, Steven. And then like, even today I was writing, I was supposed to be editing or revising my draft that I already wrote. It took me like six hours. Like I was sitting for six hours. Like, of course I stopped to eat, look at TikTok, Twitter. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I could have, this could have been done all in an hour if I wasn't just like wasting time, but it's hard. Yeah, it's really difficult. Like same thing still, just I cannot get everything done in one sitting. Like I have to keep going back and forth. And I'm also like just checking my phone or if I'm doing an assignment, I'm like overthinking it and being like, oh my God, like I can't believe it has to come to this. Like we're still in this pandemic and it's just having it being online. I can't like I'm not physically learning inside the classroom. So like having to search everything, it's just been a lot harder. And like, I've always been like, found it a problem for me to like reach out when I do need help. So the fact that I can't even like raise my hand or not, what am I saying? I wouldn't even raise my hand in the classroom because I'm too scared for that. But I would like email the teacher, pull them to the side. But, you know, just even reaching out for help right now, I've just still get that shame like I just I know the experience wouldn't be the same if it was in class in person yeah definitely I get that like for me um just like it's hard to like concentrate it's hard to really care too because it's just like oh you can just close your laptop until like it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. and like I do that a lot which isn't the best because, you know, we like in our situation, obviously, we didn't have the senior, uh, second semester of our senior year. We didn't, also, we won't have our first semester of college as well. Right. And like, I mean, some people did move on campus, but they're still doing online classes. And it's just like, even that is different because you can't do certain things, you can't go certain places. And like, it is hard. Yeah, and like... (laughs) I've been, because I live in Washington, I've been having, I've had two power outages so far, and that has been so stressful to me. All on days we're supposed to film. Mm -hmm. Okay, every day before we're supposed to film, and then that just brought me more into panic mode, being like, oh my god, like, what if this keeps happening, and like, my teachers aren't going to be flexible with me, because, you know, it's still college, they're going to be like, well, turn it in, or get over with it, and it's just... I don't know. I I don't even have an answer for how I balance everything out because I'm still learning like right now. I just try my best. If I have to, like I'll put my phone really far away from me. 
or like I I can't even really listen to music while I'm doing homework. It has to be like a podcast, like someone's talking, but it's really difficult for me. I think it was just so much easier to get that in-person experience, you know, having someone actually there and like being surrounded by other people too. Definitely. Like everything you said is completely true because once we're just like, doing it it just feels like to me it feels more like a hassle than like learning because we're just Mm -hmm. we're just doing what we're doing to turn in the assignment or turn in the essay and that's it because at the end of the day I mean in my case everything is like open book anyways so like it's just like you're not learning anything like really like if you don't want to do the reading you're only after the reading like who's gonna know you don't do it and if you don't know the answer to something you just look it up who's gonna know that you looked it up Mm -hmm. paraphrasing it and like that's just the truth because unfortunately like it's hard to learn it's hard to um continue with that so i'm doing community and you're at a university how do you like how's the experience going for you so far yeah for me being in a university it is different because i feel well, I'm not like sure. I just feel like they didn't explain anything to us. Like it was just very much like, oh, it's available. You're available to um, register for your classes on August, whatever it was, right? Because my school was like going to sell, but it was like August, and I was just like, okay. And um, after that, we registered our classes, and I was so confused. For example, with my political science class, my professor wasn't doing any like live. Um, zoom classes and he was just doing videos and like he has like a lot of people in the class so yeah he just didn't explain like oh the videos to watch of the lectures are going to be here you know like Mm -hmm. or oh this is going to be here this is going to be here this is how you do it i mean i know we're in college but like being in the pandemic on top of it just being thrown into college without an explanation like of anything for me Mm -hmm. made it harder and I feel like also to add on the difference between community and um, university is that, especially in times like this, go to community if you can. <laughs> okay. Because like for I, I can I like I can't even imagine people that actually like have to actually pay for four years right now the four years right now, where like they're still paying their thirty something thousand years a year or whatever, and um, they're doing it on at home anyways, and they can just go to community for free. I'm just like, go to community for free if you can at this point. Yeah, I would, like you said too, I would think about people who like spent a lot of money on it and um, the dorms, right? The situation is still like really expensive in the housing. I was just like, wow, that's just money being, I mean, you're still getting to go to your dream school, which is cool, but just thinking of all the money that's been down the drain or like because you're not getting that full college experience mine so far has been okay like it's still stressful but I know it could be worse because I'm only taking one class right now the rest of my courses don't start until actually later this week like on Thursday or something but the class I'm taking right now, the teacher's like super cool and flexible with us. Like she's really um, in touch with us and letting her know, she's letting us know that if we have any like going through mental health issues, let her know, talk to her about it. She can like give a little extension if we need it. And that's been okay. Like it's just me bringing myself to do the work that's really difficult, but that's been stressful. Definitely. And then to ask you this question, how do you feel about the stigma about kids going to community college after high school rather than going to straight to four year? Oh my God, I'm so annoyed by it. I don't know if I've said this before, but like, it's just the what? There's such awkward like tension when my family here and there like would ask me where I'm going to school and then I'd be like oh I'm going to this school and then they're like oh I've never heard of that one like what universities are I'm like oh no it's community lol and then it's just silence like they just quickly move on from the subject it's like what the hell like I personally and I like really mean this I've never 
like growing up and going to school and stuff I've never dreamt of like going to a university or Cal State like it was never in my plan I think if it was that important to me I definitely would have like put in the work to really make it happen and I don't know figured out the money somehow or whatever but it was never something that I was like this is going to be my life like this call it four year is for me like no I was always like okay well I'm aware that the two years are free might as well just get it it's free college why not so an education and still have more time to you know do whatever I want to do on the side whether it's a job or um, the social life just everything else but the stigma is really <laughs> annoying and it, whether it is because of like it's cheaper or like whatever the reason is I don't think it should matter like it should not be that sound to be like I can still talk about like what I want to do guys it's not <laughs> that serious because I just feel ashamed in that moment but I mean I don't but I can see like sometimes it does get to me like wow they just cut it off you know like it wasn't even a conversation anymore yeah definitely like the shaming of people you and everyone else that goes to community really shouldn't exist because at the end of the day college is college and obviously everyone that's at community college most likely has the goal of transferring to the four year anyways. So let's say someone goes to UCLA and you go to Cerritos College, right? For example, and you transfer to UCLA after two years, you save that $80,000 in debt right there and you still get the UCLA degree. So at the end of the day, the stigma should really not exist because it doesn't matter how you start the race. It just matters how you finish it. Yes, exactly that. Just how I finish it. It's like, I just think in the back of my head, like I'm going to school either way. Like this is me, myself thinking after, you know, the little shit. <laughs> oh no, oops. Shame segment or whatever. I'm like, I'm doing fine. Like I'm still, it's free education. I shouldn't be ashamed of it. It is what it is. There should just not be, oh, sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't be ashamed about it. Even though it's awkward, like, it's just education at the end of the day, as long as I'm getting. Yeah, and even, like, family members that make fun of, like, other kids or, let's say, their kids for being going to community college. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, before... Before junior year, I had like no dreams and aspirations of going to college, just like you said. Really? That's a surprise to me. Like, I did not like you, like, literally, I remember like sophomore year. No, it's sophomore year when I started caring. I did not like, especially middle school, I was in like, college. Like, no, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had no idea. I just know I didn't want to go to college. And I think it was sophomore year was when I started to care a little more about my grades. And then junior year, I really stepped into it. And it's just like, Sometimes people just don't have, you don't have to go to college either. Like, mm-hmm. like that's the kind of thing. Just like have a plan or an idea of something that you want to do. Like, I'm not like telling anybody what to do, but like for me, before junior year, I didn't really care about going to a community or a four year. And I did end up in a four year at the end of the day, but that's not something I planned. So honestly, the way I view things now, I just like, I just let things happen because, you know, things are going to happen the way they're going to happen. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. Yeah, to add on what you were saying about how, like, people who aren't going to college, when I would, um, like, when people would, when that conversation would end after I say that I'm going to community or whatever, I was just like, damn, imagine if I wasn't going to school at all. Like, how m- I feel like they would have been more vocal about that, being like, oh, like, do you have a plan? Like, what's, why aren't you going to school? Like, I think obviously having a plan is important, but like for people who aren't in college at all, like it's, I don't know. It's just so looked down on. I think as long as you have a plan and you're safe about it, at least like have a job or something, you know, financially you're safe in that zone or whatever. Like you shouldn't let that get to you. Would you say that like you're, your parents kind of enforced college on you like from the beginning of course they did of course they did i mean for <laughs> me it was yeah i mean for me it was like not an option to not go to college like mm-hmm. 
uh, like when it came to like my parents in general. I mean, one was like way more up my ass about it than the other. Yeah. But um, it was always like, oh, you're gonna go to college, blah, blah, blah. And like, when I was younger, I was like, girl, okay. Like, I don't care. We don't care. But as I got older, I was like, you know what? Yeah, that is, I do want to go to college. I didn't know what for what yet at the point at that time, but I know I did want to go to college. And after seeing my older brother, I have an older half brother and he graduated like, he's a, he's like 24, 23. And he graduated with a computer science degree. And he was originally, even him, like he's a, oh, he's an example of, you don't even have, you really don't have to know what degree you're going into when you're going to college. You don't have to have your whole life figured out. Cause for example, he wanted to be his doctor, a doctor his whole life. And when he got to college, he was, he was, he was pre-med and he wanted to be a brain surgeon, which takes 16 years of school. And he went through the first two years. He went through the first two years. He dropped out, transferred, got his computer science degree major, and now he's a computer. He does stuff with computers, and that just goes to show that like you don't always have to have a plan for everything because you might want to change your mind. Like even right now, my major is political science, but I'm sure it won't be in two years. Yeah. I'm, um, I think I'm undecided on my major right now. Yeah, but the class, I don't think I mentioned it, that I'm taking right now is just a counseling class. Um, It's helped me a a lot more than I thought it would in like having more, like I just feel a lot more at ease when thinking about my career because I would always, I've been one to stress about money since like young. Like I think I'm, definitely want to stress more about the future than like the present because I've just always been and it wasn't something that I grew up with like being tight around money it was more I was just worried that I knew I wanted like live this independent little lifestyle so having to pay for everything myself whether that's like school or you know just as a person things that I'm gonna have to pay for like bills and everything has really stressed me out and when coming to like figure out my major and my career I'm just like oh my god all the things that I want to do like looking at the stats and stuff like it doesn't make the best money and I was just I'd get really worried about it being like is it the smartest idea for me to do what I'm most passionate about or should I just do something that's like I can you know educate myself and like learn more to just be good at it because of the better money better income that it makes and I don't know I think I'm gonna stick with the passion one I'm still looking into it but like I've just been one to always stress about you know which one is gonna make the best money but I just want to be a happy person with my career fulfilling me and my happiness I don't want to just do something for the money and be unhappy because I can vision my whole life like that and it's not pretty yeah everything you said is so important like literally um having to think about what you need to do for to make the money necessarily might not equate to what you want to do in life and i feel like within myself i feel the same way when it comes to like personally like what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna do something i'm gonna get a degree in something that i i'm gonna get a degree in something that i know will make me money but I'm also going to do something that I'm passionate about. For example, I do want to get, for example, I do want to get into um, making, um, like launching my own like nonprofit, like for real, or nonprofit organization. And I feel like that'll be my passion project. And I do feel like when I do graduate from law school that um, I want to be um, a civil rights, uh, you know, attorney. I don't really want it like, and that won't make me the money that, it, you know, it won't make me the same money that I would if I was doing another type of law or another, t- you know, or a different type of attorney. But it's something that makes me happy. It's something that, fe- that I think that would feed my soul. So that's something I'm going to do. And sometimes it's like hard to, defi- um, you know, make the difference between like 
should I do this because it makes me $200,000 a year or should I do this because it makes me happy but I only make 70? I feel like at the end of the day, you can either do one or the other or you can balance it. Right, in the counseling class that I'm taking right now, we had one assignment to watch this TED talk. His name was Tom something, I forgot his last name, but it was really good and he was, the topic was on like choosing your career and whether you should be choosing your like following your passion or um, like trying to, or picking something as a career that's going to be beneficial and helpful to others. And it was a really good, like he made really good points and arguments that did make me think like, well, okay, is like my career choice, what I want to do, is that going to help others? But in a way, I feel like every career kind of has its way for being beneficial to other people. You know, like even the simplest things, like, um, what's something, what's something small, something small, like it doesn't always have to, I, oh, he was more enforcing about like com getting into computers and tech because like tech is going to be a big part of the future, which is very true, but I'm horrible with like the big tech stuff and math and all this. I was like, I don't think so. Right. I think, yes, I could not see myself being in the computer all, no, computer all day, no. I know that pays really well too, but I think following my passion, because I don't know, the argument kind of sounded like it was leading more towards following your passion is more of a selfish act upon you because like you should be thinking more about the future rather than leaving your own personal mm -hmm. impact yeah can i pose the question though do you think that that same thing you said is happening because of how society wants you to feed into capitalism yes 100 percent. and it's like i think of, i've always been one like i've said independent whatever and i've been one to be like i'm in this life for myself I am going to mm -hmm. build everything to be for myself. Yeah, we're supposed to be living for ourselves, mm -hmm. not for the system. Especially for us as Black and mixed people, right? That we're, we're not, why are we working for the system that's built against us? Mm -hmm. And that's the real, that's the real thing. I don't think, I don't think anybody should be working for the system, but specifically people of color, minorities, why are you working for, or just people in the LGBT community, why are you working for the system that's against you? Like, for example, we'll do LGBT, LGBT plus community because we're both a part of that. The mm -hmm. newest Supreme Court justice that's being um, confirmed right now and going through the process, she's already planning on repealing Roe versus Wade, which if you don't know what that is, that is the landmark Supreme Court case where abortion became legalized in the whole United States of America. And she's already challenging that which that would leave it uh basically when if that was repealed that would leave it up to the state by state to decide if they wanted to have um if they wanted to allow or not allow abortions and for the most part or for a lot of states they a lot of states like with republican um with republican governors mayors etc that would start to limit um, abortions being able to happen in certain states. Like states like California would be okay because they're super liberal states and they, that would just wouldn't happen. But in some other conservative states, it would be bad for those people that want to get an abortion, like, you know? And then also to add on to that, like, it's just like, she will also, they also want to get rid of the, legal, the legalization of gay marriage, which has only been around for five years. And that obviously takes the rights from gays, lesbians to get married. And it's just comes to the point where we really need to vote. I think those two issues are really good examples of separating church and state, like perfect examples because I, abortion should have never been a state issue. I don't think like that, you know, without having the excuse of it being like killing an unborn, like a fetus or whatever. And same thing with gay marriage, like homosexuality, whatever the Bible used to say that got misinterpreted about like that being a sin. I don't know. They just seem very church versus state to me and voted out. Right. Mm -hmm. Even you speaking on church versus state, that's so important because, you know, historically Republicans, specifically Trump supporters, 
like to place their views on religion and um, church, right? But it's like, I didn't know state and church, they don't correspond. They shouldn't go together. And it's just like, why are we making this a thing? And commonly, the, my main issue amongst a lot of issues with um, Trump is um, that he's very persistent on dividing the people, dividing our country. Mm-hmm. He very clearly likes the division of races, whether it's you know, you know, between whites and blacks, and like you know, Hispanics, Mexicans, Asians, Filipinos, everybody. Like he likes the division of it. And that's the issue with it's getting serious. We're down to like less than less than three weeks for the presidential election. So make sure you guys are registered to vote. I think this is like the last week in most states to register. And um, make sure you guys are doing the mail-in ballot or if you're going out to vote, do it safely. Wear your mask, please. Yeah, let's vote him out. That's a big... I don't know. These are things that I think people should really, or people our age and younger and whatever, should look into right now because, you know, it's happening right in front of us. Everything, like the, it's all happening so quickly. And voting does make a difference. So let's do that. And even going back to our topic of college, this is very important. Like, for college students to really get involved with voting and knowing, really knowing, like educating themselves on like even like the simplest things like the electoral college, the purpose of voting, what it can do, the Supreme Court, the legislature, you know, legislation, Congress, like the whole like the whole legislative branch, judicial branch, executive branch. It's all maybe sounds boring, but it is really important because it does really affect the country and the way how it runs. And etc. And especially more than now than ever, it's even more important. So yeah, we definitely should do that. And then going going back to what we were talking about before, college is like, you know, the way that we're experiencing college right now is very different from how people have done in the past. And I would just say, like, obviously it's not gonna be forever. I would like to assume that we're not gonna graduate college virtually. I would hope not in four right? years. Like, oh my god! Like I don't even know what to say if that was like if that were. Oh, no. But like, no, I would assume we're not graduating virtually in four years. I would assume we would all get to live on campus or be on campus at some point. I would assume we could participate in like school activities and things like that, clubs and etc. You know, sports games, whether you're at a community or a four year. You know, and then also to give another example on. Like even just like colleges, like where they're like, you should be ha- like you should be happy about where you're um you know be proud of where you're going and what you're doing because I have like let's I'll give you two examples of two different friends. I met this one friend at um at kind of like a summer camp like a year ago, and we've been like he's cool like we haven't talked recently but we um we were talking a while after we um the camp we like clicked really well and I knew like if we had lived like in the same part of like. California, we'd probably be good, good, really good friends. And I remember he mentioned, he was like, oh, um, yeah, he was like, yeah, he lives in Northern California. And he was like, oh, I really want to go to school in SoCal. I really want to go to UCLA. And I want to major in, I think he said like something about music, right? Because he's a musician. And I just like, I remember he like posted about it. He didn't uh, like in, no, he didn't even post about it, honestly. We were texting one day and we were talking about what colleges we were going to. And he was like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to UCLA for the music program. And it was like coincidentally like around a year, like directly like a year since he had told me that. And I was just like, like literally like really manifest like these things. Cause he really manifested that thing. He also told me and then it happened. And it was just like crazy to hear. Or it can even be like the complete opposite where I had another friend where she had been through so much shit in her life and for even her to make it to college was a lot. And I mean, she's going to community, but she's so happy and I was so happy for her because it's really like the little things and, you know. Yeah, it really is the little things. And I know, I don't know, I just think back to still having this to be an advantage, you know, going to school. So I just think back to, you know, families who, cause I am a like first gen college student. So 
don't know. I mean, not that I'm doing this for them because I wouldn't do that again. I'm very selfish with my life. Very important to be doing that. Speaking of being first gen, I'm first gen as well. Let's speak on being first gen college students and the pressure of it. Do you want to go on it first? Because university, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Like the pressures of being first gen. Both of my parents went to college, but neither one of them finished. Oh, same thing. mm -hmm. And like, it's the pressure of being first gen because it's like, oh, you did really, like for me, example, you did really well in high school. Um, You got into a four year. So now you have to graduate. And once you graduate, you have to go to law school. You have to go to, um, um, you know, another school or graduate school, sorry. But for me, in my case, it'd be law school. And um, it's just like the pressure of, oh, I have to make it to this. Oh, I have to do it on every single thing to make it to this point so I can go to the next point, then the next point, then the next point, you know? And then it's kind of like, it seems it becomes like a task at some point. And just like you mentioned earlier, it's like the pressure of, you know that you have to do this because it's gonna take you to that next thing. And then once you get to that next thing, you gotta do that next thing. So it, it comes to the point where, is it really gonna ever end? Is it always gonna be, I have to go this, then this, and then this, when I make it up there, then I have to go even higher. And then, you, you, then you're up so high, it's just like, what did you, you did all of that, but are you really happy? Right, it's just, I find myself constantly asking myself, like questioning my happiness with all this and like school and stuff. And even though like it wasn't, I don't know, I was always pressured to keep going to school for my parents, not necessarily that it had to be a university. I mean, it was, like, obviously, they would have wanted that, but, I mean, it didn't bother me that, you know, if it didn't go with their plan, because, again, like, I'm very selfish in my life, kind of. I hate that that has, like, such a negative stigma. I need to look for another word for that, but just because I want to live it how I plan for it to be, but, yeah, same thing, the first gen is just a lot of pressure to I mean, I don't feel it as much because, again, it's not a university because I'm just in school. I think as long as I finish and... Still valid, though. Yeah, still valid, but I would just hope to transfer for myself, whatever. Like, I'm still in school, but I think for me, the pressure is more just finishing it, not necessarily right now and, like, the next steps, if that makes sense. Definitely, I feel that. But let's also talk about the um importance the importance of like a strong support system around you while you're in college how do you feel important that is oh my god let me (laughs) tell it's so important especially right now like i i talk to you every single day every single day but but, uh, (laughs) i'm blasting the media but i was just thinking i mean I had a really busy weekend, a really busy weeks this week, but I didn't really get to talk to Steven that much, but I was still doing schoolwork and stuff mm-hmm. and really cramping it inside. And like the days that I didn't speak to him, we texted every day, but like, it's just not the same when we call. Like it was just, I felt so numb and like I felt really anxious and like I wanted to let out a lot of emotions about a lot of things and it's not even that I talk about it it's just the feeling of having him there like someone that I care like we care for each other whatever like just having him there is enough for me I deal with how I cope with my emotions in whatever other way but just having him there I don't know what else I would do without like having someone to speak with like this every day and that just brings me this comfort right exactly like we do talk every day and it's just like it comes to it comes to the point where like we like honestly we're like platonic soulmates like we've had this conversation before and like it is the truth like if we weren't like if i wasn't gay you know like you know what i said it'd be over it'd be over but like like literally we're platonic soulmates and it's to the point where like um, just like she said, like when you when you talk to someone every day, like aside from my mom, like she definitely is a great like my great like a great support system. When it comes to like whether it's about school or not or just life in general, it's always good to have that one best friend or two for that you can sit there and talk on the phone for hours and hours. Like between my like three closest friends, like those are people that I can sit on the phone with for like ten hours and it would be like nothing to me. Or like I'll be on the phone with with a friend 
literally all night and get zero hours of sleep. And you would just be talking about life. And it'd be like, what are you even talking about on the phone for 11 hours for with Amaris or somebody else? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know what I'm talking on the phone with. Like, I have, like, between Amaris and another friend, like, I'll be on the phone with them for hours and hours. And I have no idea what we talked about for 11 hours. And it's even just to be, you know, it's just the company, you know, especially in times like quarantine where you feel so alone and you can't physically deal with somebody. Like, obviously, like, I haven't seen Amaris since July. And obviously, I'm in Florida and she's in Washington. And, you know, we stay in contact through social media, through FaceTime, messages, things like that. Same thing with my other closest friends, San Francisco, Norwalk, but they're all far apart. And it's just like, just stay close to people that really mean something to you. Yeah, I didn't mention this either, but same thing, like my long distance friends are the ones that like are far apart, whatever. Even, I don't know, when they randomly text me, it's just like, wow, like that brings me comfort just knowing that, you know, you're thinking of me with how far apart we are and we ended high school already and you're still sending me a picture of like a sunflower that reminds me of you. Like, what? And it's like those little things are the comfort that's like, okay, like times aren't so bad, you know, thank God for technology and having this. And even though I'm like in my room most of the time, having my parents here, like that brings me a sense of security in a way, just being like, it's okay. Like it's at least someone's here, you know, being the comfort all around. Yeah, definitely. It's the comfort of like just knowing someone's there. Really, no matter who it is, as long as you like trust or have that love for them. And that is like very important to have that. And then also like, just like, I don't even know how to say this, but your family doesn't unnecessarily have to always be your biggest support system. Mm-hmm. And it sounds weird. It sounds probably like, what, what the hell are you talking about? Or it's Non-traditional. Harsh. Yeah, it's not. Oh, there you go. Non-traditional is the word. Yeah, like your family, your family really is the people that, it's a family you build around you. Whether that's your real family or not your real family or a mixture of both, the family you build around you are supposed to be the army of people that really support you and vice versa and really have the best interest for you. So, for me, for example, it's a mixture of certain family and certain friends. <laughs> How about you, Emrys? Same thing. Um, certain family, certain... Well, uh, um, we all have our days. I don't know how I would like categorize it, but the other day like i was talking to my therapist and when she was asking me like what are some things that bring you joy i off the bat said talking to steven writing eating making food as i should and then i talked about the podcast and like creating it whatever and she's like hmm along the lines nowhere like did you say you know your family and i was like oh i mean in this current Like, I know, like, if we're talking about my problems, because, you know, it was a therapy session, I was just like, it's, like I said, it's nice to have them here as a sense of security, but in terms of, like, like, I wouldn't, I would rather talk to, you know, Steven rather than go out of my way and talk to family, you know what I mean, that someone that I have, you know, Steven knows a lot more about me than, like, family when whatever we talk about, definitely off the bat, I would say that. But like the love and respect is still there. But in terms of like what I would enjoy more is definitely just talking to a friend. Just because the connections are so different. You know, it's a, it's a parent. It's not a friend, you know. And I think separating that, like people forget to do that. Right. You know when parents say I'm not your little friend? Like <laughs> literally. I mean, but for me, it's a little different because, like, me and my mom, like, cook really well. Mm-hmm. And it's something that was very learned, something that's very new, because we did not get along when I was younger. Like, I mean, part of it was my fault, because I was, I was a lot when I was a kid. But, like, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes some people do have that close relationship with their parents. Like, for example, I'm extremely close to my mom. She, like, kind of knows pretty much the same, same things that Amaris knows at this point. But... Then there's the complete opposite of the scale where, like, 
my dad doesn't really know me. Like, you know, he knows what I presented to him while I was at, when I was living there, but he doesn't know me in real life. And I feel like that's the key difference. Yeah, I don't know. I would just think about it because I was definitely really close to my mom growing up because she was a single mom till I was like 10. And so we were really close from that. And then as time started, you know, going by, I think it was more me separating myself from like what they wanted me to be to what I wanted to be. And just views started to defer a lot. Like obviously the love is still there, whatever, but it's just different and like getting along is all well too but I just think it started to differ a lot when I started you know viewing myself as my own person because that's when I started okay think on individuality yeah just it opened my eyes a lot and when I would I don't know I don't know how to say this right. Um, (laughs) Just, it's just what I said. Realizing that I am my own person. It's okay to have my own views, my own. Right. And 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 you know, the the great part about you is that you see that, but a lot of people our age don't. Mm -hmm. Your parents' views are not yours. Whether Whether it's something as simple as because, because my parents made spaghetti for every Thursday for the past 10 years that I have to have spaghetti every single Thursday or something as big as, oh, I'm gay, but my parents are homophobic, you know? Mm -hmm. And and I feel like, have your own views, have your own opinions, have your own political identity. If your parents are Republican, you don't have to be Republican. If your parents are Democrat, you do not have to be Democrat. It's just like, come into yourself. And sometimes it takes longer for others than other people, but it'll come. Just really start to look out, start to do your own research and don't base it off of what your parents are saying. Because although they may have the best intentions, your parents aren't necessarily the most educated people. And they could be ignorant in some aspects in life, just like any other person, because nobody knows everything. Nobody's perfect. So do the research for yourself and then make your decisions on what you want to do, whether it's simple things or big things exactly everything you said like I heard this was an episode from Emma Chamberlain's podcast and I'd like it was so good and she was saying the same thing and I resonated with the part where she said that she growing up viewed her parents as like these perfect human beings that you know aren't allowed to make mistakes and whatever they say is right because you know it's all you have to look up to and view whatever and I thought that a lot like I was saying just you know, looking from my side of view, I was like, oh, like, what can they do wrong? You know, their parents, they know everything. They're older than me. And I still haven't gotten to the part where I'm like comfortable with speaking up about certain things, like disagreements that we have. But I definitely have my own loud, solid, valid opinions. Um, And sometimes, like, I don't know, I think if it's to a point where, again, your safety and you don't think you'd be safe if you were to, like, come out, for example, or, you know, share your view on abortion and they'd, like, shame you for that or whatever. Like, just be careful. Your opinions are valid, of course. And, again, just remember it's with different times. But, you know, educate them if you can. But it's okay to you know, not talk about all the social, like, views all the time if it's to a point where you're unsafe. Exactly. Everything you said is so valid and so important. If you're in the situation where you know that you're safe to do these things or really view your, express your opinions, then do it. But if you're not, don't until you know you have a plan or backup plan. But in the event that it is safe enough to speak. I say speak because I feel like I grew my pair of balls like two years ago. And mm, yeah, mm, yeah, two years ago. And I just started speaking my mind. And I remember like, at first it came with a lot of like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? I'm the adult, you're the child. But it came to a point where I just kept doing it until it was, I let it be known that I wasn't going to change my mind and that you were not going to try to change my mind. Because at first, um, that parent tried to change my mind and um, on everything. 
And once I made it very clear that my mind couldn't be changed and that you could say whatever you want to say, you could do whatever you want to do, you could do anything and I would still have that opinion and you could never take that away from me. And once you have, once, once you like exude that energy to that person, they have nothing, nothing, even if they're, whether they're right or wrong, they have nothing on you once you let it be known how you feel about something. I, yeah, I really agree with everything you just said. Sometimes, every time, like, when we have our own conversations and you tell me about how you, like, went off on them or, not went off, sorry, like, <laughs> you would put them in their place. I will. Okay, but, like, educated them in a sense about it and, like, just spoke your way mind or what about it, whatever. I would be like, damn, like, I really wish, and it's not that I don't want to, it's just I'm afraid of the outcome not that i'm in an unsafe kind of place but more yeah i know what you mean because you're not yeah yeah like i just i really wish i can say what i come on nancy david (laughs) i think a little consequence behind it like i'm really afraid of that and for me at my big age i'm like i should be able to say what i want you know at this point 18 for two weeks (laughs) it's okay (laughs) 17 18 whatever but I don't know I don't think they realize or parents realize that when you shut your kid up like that you start to like have trouble speaking up about things in general like I don't know how I went um went over that story before about like how proud of myself I was for letting the barista know to put vanilla in my latte it's like just little things like that that I I remember (laughs) the day I was on the phone right you were like okay girls (laughs) I remember like yeah I don't even know when I first like I've known Amos for like ever like for a few years but when we started getting close again um I remember we used to go out. I don't know what it was. I think we went out for breakfast once. <laughs> I forgot what they got her order on. I think they gave, I don't know if it was pancakes or some shit, but she wanted something different. And she was so like, she was like, she was like mumbling in her breath, like, oh my God, I think I got, I got my order wrong. And I was like, okay, girl. Okay, I'm gonna get the waiter and you're gonna tell them fix my shit and they're gonna get you the fucking thing and she was like oh my god no they're working so hard they're probably busy blah 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 and i was like let her like try anyway so then i was like hello waiter waiter you see me i was like, you need to fix my, I was like my big ass hand i was like you need to fix my um friend's food please thank you and then she's like oh my god how did you do that and then fast forward to like a year and a half like a year almost over a year later she's over here like we're on the phone and she going to the coffee shop and they didn't get her shit right. And then she was like, oh, you need to fix this. Respectfully, obviously. And I was just like, you don't know, like, it was a, it was a proud moment for me. <laughs> like, when I heard her say that on her own. <laughs> right? Yes. But as I was saying, like, when parents, like, shut you up like that, it just, it makes it so much harder for you as you get older to speak up for little things like that. As easy as just a food order or as big as, like, I don't know, I want to raise or I feel like I'm being mistreated and this and that or even in a relationship, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely speaking up for yourself, like you said, I have another example. Literally, this happened a few days ago. I was at work. To go through the long story short, there's these three homophobic guys that had a problem with me and I didn't know mm-hmm. they had a problem with me because I'm on my business. And if you really know me in real life, I don't argue people. I don't look at people. I don't respond to people like, you know, I don't argue with nobody. Like, I promise you, just get blocked. Yeah. But, um, um, so I, I had found out that they were talking badly about me. And so I confronted them, respectfully, of course, because we were at work. So I didn't cuss them out. I didn't really yell at them. I didn't obviously hit anyone. And so I just like, told them that what they're doing was wrong because, like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not doing anything to bother you, but you're trying, you're going around trying to start stuff and making up lies and telling all these other people at work all of these lies, all because I make you uncomfortable with my sexuality that you didn't even know about. Like, you didn't even know I was gay, like, until it was brought up to you, which even if I, even if, even if you knew, it's still wrong. Like, what are we, like, what, I don't get the homophobia is because if you're homoph- if you're being homophobic at this point or openly, like, hating on a gay person, I'm just going to assume you're gay yourself. So, um, and that's just, like, the truth. Because, like, if you're, like, obsessing over someone else's sexuality, either you think I'm cute or I'm, or I'm intimidating you. Yeah. And it's, or it could be uh, both. And, like, I mean, look at me. So, 
Okay. I can't think I can't disagree. Like like just say you're a fan. But you know, at the end of the day, be yourself. Don't be a follower. Yeah, that's moral of the story. If you can speak up for yourself, just do it. And if you can't, just know that you know your opinions and everything of that sort is so completely valid. Like I know I'm still afraid to speak up for certain things because of like um consequences or whatever the outcome may be but just remembering that you do have a voice and it is valid and you just remember to use it you know because it's a whole other story when it's like in the real outside world when it comes to a job or relationships friends all of it and definitely everything you said is so important right there and uh, even for me like going back to the story i just told you like me, now I'm really about to walk up in there gay. Like <laughs> this when I go back, like okay, you know, never, like never stop being yourself. Like because at the end of the day, someone's always gonna hate. Like if I would sit here and tell you the things that I had to deal with in 2020, like <laughs> oh, it wouldn't even be enough for a podcast episode, friend. <laughs> That's a series, okay? Like if I really set up in your face and I told you everything I've been through in 2020, you would look at me crazy. You would be trying to check me into a mental hospital. You would be trying to hug me because let me tell you. But at the end of the day, there is, I know this corny as hell, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Aww. Ciao anyways. But on that note, thank you guys so much for listening to Growth Control. And honestly, thank you guys for supporting us as we continue to grow. And I want you guys to remember to check out growth-control.com and check out Growth Control on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. And make sure you guys check out um, our new series, like I mentioned at the beginning, The Fashion Rundown every Tuesday and Control the Change every Sunday. And of course, Growth Control Podcast every single Friday. And make sure you guys continue to look at Lifestyle by Amherst, where we have where we, she has stuff about home, food, and everything. Lifestyle. Okay. So stay tuned. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys.